Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 326 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has worked in the tech industry for more than 16 years. He has held a variety of positions during his career, from software developer to chief technical officer. And in 2019, he founded Geek Recruiters, and he is now an IT talent advisor, recruiter, career coach, and trainer, as well as the author of six books and the creator of multiple video courses. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Michael Yuhas. Thanks, Phil. Thanks a lot for having me. Now, Michael, that was very much a brief introduction. So could you maybe give, give us a bit more color around your career and why you've transitioned more in towards or into recruitment career coaching? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, certainly. Thank you. So I started as a software tester um, 17 years ago. So that was uh, the uh, typical position in IT to start with, right? Software tester. I was testing some data warehouse uh, tables in a corporate environment. And then I uh, was developing websites. I started freelancing on the side and I developed websites for a few smaller clients, uh, hotels, hostels, restaurants. And then I have um, uh, started a startup uh, back in Czech Republic. Um, I fundraised uh, from investors the uh, seed round, but the startup eventually didn't take off. So um, I, um, on the other hand, was uh, quite tempted to um, to be the um, IT entrepreneur, you know, the uh, startupper, the hustler. So um, I moved to Thailand to I moved to Thailand to start another company, another startup. And that one took off. Uh, we fundraised. Um, I was in the position of the CTO. So I was the uh, technical director. We fundraised $11 million. So that was crazy, crazy uh, ride. Uh, we um, grew from, from zero to about 95 people full-time uh, within five years. Um, but eventually, um, you know, the uh, company went out of business because we had a negative cash flow. And uh, that was really, really hard um, to actually swallow. Um, but uh, it was a, an amazing learning experience um, because I was able to, um, in a completely different country, actually, it, well, that was in Thailand. So for me, you know, moving from Europe to Thailand was an experience itself, plus starting a company with my co-founders, plus leading a team, um, plus uh, recruiting internationally, which is uh, where I first started um, like really thinking about how to um, how to sell a particular opportunity to candidates, how to get them excited, which eventually helped me to transition to recruitment full-time. So that was that was the career path. Now when I'm thinking about it in hindsight, it's probably also uh, this, this uh, diverse because I like starting new things, often from scratch. And um, after some time, I even get um, bored about some of the projects when they reach certain stage or when things um, get mundane and repetitive yeah monotony i think is the word <laughs> so, yeah i mean I, I assume as well you relocated back to europe mm -hmm. yes yes three years ago right okay fine cool okay i mean that, that was very helpful to get, get an understanding of you know why why you 
decided to transition. I'm sure we'll come back to the points as we go through the interview, but perhaps we can start, Michael. Can you give us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Mm -hmm. So when I was uh, the CTO, I was often interviewing um, candidates uh, to join our company and I was looking at at their past experience and the diversity of projects uh, they have been involved in. Um, even when interviewing junior candidates, I wanted to see some some uh, projects they worked on um, while studying or even while they are working for some other company. You know, there are all these opportunities to work on open source projects or even get a few clients um, through Upwork or freelance.com or some other freelancing platforms. And this is just a great opportunity to get at the, uh, at the diverse experience, which eventually um, is what um, what makes it in IT, right? Because you as a developer may specialize, which is great, but also the, the diversity of experience helps you to find solutions for different problems. So my, my tip for especially junior and mid-level developers would be to seek for these opportunities uh, that can help them get more diverse um, diverse uh, experience and different uh, different opportunities so they can build up their market value eventually. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, the point about diverse experience is, is well made. And you, you obviously mentioned a couple of sort of freelancing um, websites that are out there. I think Upwork is one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are others, but have you personally had experience of using those sorts of uh, sites? Yeah, yeah. Even now, um, in our company, we engage with uh, different freelancers who are coming through this platform. So um, we post a job for for an appointment setter, or for a marketing specialist, or for a video post production post production specialist. And um, the platform itself works very well. And I know that there are also countless jobs for IT professionals uh, to work on some front-end development, back-end development job. So um, the platform itself is uh, well-established. It um, works quite well for us. So um, a developer can just um, look through the open positions, apply to them, and um, get a few gigs uh, on the side. Yes, exactly. Good. Okay. Um, Michael, can you tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Well, the worst uh, moment was probably when uh, the company I was so proud of uh, um, actually um, went out of business. So um, I was the CTO. I dedicated uh, five years of my life to uh, build the company from scratch. And um, we had lots of ups and downs, but um, I always had this um, enthusiastic um enthusiastic um, outlook or you know I was looking at it like hey this will work you know no matter what and um, I'm sure there will be obstacles but we will overcome them and we overcame the first one the second one the 20th one the 30th one but at some point I know there were that was just way too much to handle and um, the the worst moment was uh, because I dedicated those five years and I didn't have any side projects I didn't build up my personal brand so it was really difficult to transition to something else just because i didn't have any plan b i didn't build up any network of recruiters or um, executive headhunters who i could tap uh, tap into so eventually um, i was just standing there in thailand in bangkok after the company ran out of the business and i was like oh my god like what what i'm going to do now like i burned out a little um in the last few months and um 
I don't know what to do next. And I'm just sure I don't want to do any e-commerce uh, uh, business because it was eventually not very rewarding. And um, then I started my um, my uh, discovery journey for, for the next two months, just to discover what actually to do with my career. Yes. Yeah, that must have been... I mean, I suppose, did you, did you see the the likelihood that it was going to come to an end. Obviously, you said the last couple of months were quite stressful by the sound of it. So presumably you you had sight or a feeling that this was likely to happen. Mm. Yep, yep. And not just in the last few months of the business, but um, with uh, these um, um, startups, it's always so... Uh, um, so uh, insecure. You never know when you run out of uh, cash. So that's why startups usually fundraise from investors. There is a seed fund, a seed round, then Series A, Series B, um, and we had some series in between. Um, and um, with each round, you are wondering: Are we going to make it? Because you have some burn rate, and at some point, you may just not make it. That's also the reason why nine out of ten startups actually uh, fail because they don't sell their products or services fast enough to recover their costs or they don't fundraise enough. Uh, so uh, that was constant, constant battle. That's actually what I really like about uh, companies and starting companies from scratch because it's such a battle. Um, on the other hand, yeah, well, if you don't make it, then uh, it sucks. <laughs> yes, I can believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, maybe something a bit brighter. Can you tell us about your career highlight? And the highlight, well, um, I would say um, now when, for example, I work as the uh, career coach and um, a recruiter, the highlight is when some of our um, some of our colleagues, or not colleagues, but those who we find a new job for, so the software developers or other CTOs or heads of uh, software development, when they find a great job, well, then I feel really proud, like, hey, this has some meaning because the uh, trajectory of someone's life is going to change. Um, as an example, um, we found a great job for someone from uh, Moldavia in Eastern Europe to work for um, a startup from San Francisco. And for him, it was a life-changing experience, um, you know, great salary, um, like three times more than he was getting in his local job in uh, Eastern Europe plus the option to, to relocate later, plus uh, obviously some credibility boost on his resume right away. Um, and eventually, if you think about all these uh, cascading events with uh, him and his family relocating abroad, right? Like that really changes someone's, uh, someone's life for the better, hopefully. So, so the highlight uh, for me personally is that um, there are these events that just prove that this is more meaningful kind of a job that, um, you know, in comparison to what I had before, where we were creating some, you know, backend APIs, connecting some services um, to exchange data. We earned some money along the way, but um, it was not as fulfilling. So uh, so this is the, uh, the, yeah. the highlight. I would say, you know, I cannot really, um, I don't know, uh, post it on... On, on Forbes list or magazine, right? It's not that kind of a highlight, but uh, but it's <laughs> no. more more rewarding and more fulfilling reward that is also more frequent than winning some absolutely winning some some you know celebrity status. Yeah, I was just going to pick up on that point exactly. It's continuous, isn't it? Because obviously you've got a continual flow of 
candidates and opportunities and career development. So you get a repeating process and therefore that satisfaction and, you know, I suppose personal feeling of, of making a difference and an achievement is always there. Yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, instant gratification, which is not completely instant right away, as with um, Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever, you know, likes. But it's not as delayed as, as with um, a startup that is, uh, you know, being exited after five or seven years. So uh, this is somewhere yes. in between, probably every two months, every three months, there is something um, something notable, something that um, I could feel proud of, even if I don't tell anyone, no one really notices. But it's it's just good to also shift someone's thinking, you know. And that's actually what I see uh, quite a lot of developers just to focus on the uh, monetary compensation. They focus on salary when a company offers them five thousand uh, dollars per year more. They change the job, but um, they don't think about all these other benefits of the job, which is um, how fulfilling the work could be. What um, how you know? What kind of team members is the person going to work with? Uh, how much fun it will be? So that's uh, that's something I would certainly encourage um, also your listeners to think about and and shift the uh, shift the uh, focus from the salary to some other benefits of the um, of the work. Yeah, I think it's a good point, and um, it is it, different for everybody, isn't it? The the priority is that anybody puts if you like on different aspects of a role in terms of whether it's a good fit for them salary is obviously part of that um and everybody has a different view of what's more important for them mm-hmm. yeah indeed indeed and it differs even um one person can have different preferences uh, over time so um i um was just talking to a candidate recently who was super excited about startups um a few years ago he wanted to join some really cool startup back then and then just um, recently he was uh, mentioning that he wants to shift from a startup to work for a corporation because he's now seeking uh, some security because his, uh, his wife got pregnant. So um, that's also interesting to see how people's preferences change over time based on how their uh, family um, situation evolves. Yeah, that, that's that's a very good point, and and uh, I think you're definitely right about that. People people's preferences and choices change over time. Yes, okay. Um, Michael, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT? Mm-hmm. So, um, what really excites me is the opportunity now for developers to work for any company around the world, and in IT, it was. Um, Um, relatively common even before COVID uh, hit us. But now I see lots of developers um, in Europe and also in Eastern Europe, just um, uh, they they started asking themselves, hey, now I'm working remotely for the company on the other side of the street. Why don't I work remotely for a company that pays me much more from Germany, for example, or from London or from the United States? So also people's um, um, opportunities and the horizons uh, expanded uh, just uh, thanks to COVID. With, uh, within IT, I'm sure you know, uh, all the listeners are well aware that it doesn't really matter into a large extent where do they write software code, even though in, in some cases um, it makes sense to work um, in, an, in an office environment together 
Um, we also have clients who really require developers to work from an office, but generally the sentiment is more remote work and um, and it's just interesting to see how it impacts um, software developers around the world and how they start thinking about all these opportunities. Well, before they were sort of fixate, fixated to one particular city and they looked for opportunities within the city or you know 200 miles away but not the other continent yeah i think you're right i think i think um obviously covid has opened up that that mindset almost about the fact that you it doesn't really matter where you're located as long as you've got internet connection in some way and you can connect to the world then then you can work wherever it's not necessarily um location specific obviously things like time zones make a difference in terms of where you're working and and who you're working with but other than that you can potentially be anywhere mm, yeah yeah and there's one more thing uh, that uh, just popped in my mind like the opportunity now to work on some really cool and meaningful projects um, as i mentioned um, lots of developers and that was also my case we work on um, on some so I'm, I'm not saying boring projects but projects that don't really help the world make a better place like they sometimes create some apis to connect to different services and um, the company earns 0.01 percent of the um of the um, margin or the, the difference between the price which was also the case in my previous company that's why i'm, I'm uh, giving this as an example and um and when i was looking um, back in hindsight i was like like we spent five years working on this system, building all these uh, technologies and microservices to exchange data and whatnot. Uh, we um, processed uh, millions of dollars um, of, uh, of of revenues, but eventually we just earned, you know, a little fraction. Um, and when I looked back, if we really made the world a better place, like hardly, right? Like we helped customers save a few cents or dollars, but it wasn't really insignificant. On the other hand, now while I work with uh, different clients um, and we recruit for them, I have a chance to observe that some of the companies are really trying to make a difference and they work on some global challenges. They fight deforestation uh, or they um, try to you know, fight some of those uh, 16 global goals defined by, um, by United Nations. And that's super inspiring because a developer can spend the same year, the same 12 months, the same, you know, uh, 160 hours uh, per month working on some software, but it can make a difference in some companies. While in other companies, it could just generate some, you know, 0.01% profit. And um, that uh, is also something to take into consideration when looking for a job. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Okay. So what first attracted you to career in IT? <laughs> That's a great question. I was, I was really thinking hard. <laughs> and <laughs> the thing is that at first I didn't even want to join IT, uh, the IT field. I went on to study something completely out of IT but then while studying something completely as it was like economics, um, um, some special field of, of economics, I don't even remember what was exactly the, the field. I, I realized it's not what I like. And then there was a friend of mine who I was living with um, 
uh, on the dormitory and he just mentioned like hey i see you so so excited about computers like why don't you start doing something with computers like why don't you start programming something or i was like what like i know nothing about it so then i just sort of started um working with uh with him and um i somehow just dive deeper and i started enjoying it so i wasn't really thinking about it as a career i was probably just following my passion and it evolved to my career so um just right. to give you a short answer now, I would say I, I followed my passion at first and then the career come out of it. Yeah. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? So the, the best advice I've received was to read lots of books. And there was a period of time in my life when I was reading um, a book every day. So I dedicated um, probably about half an hour every morning to read a book. And yep. that that was uh, that was really really helpful because I was able to absorb all the great ideas from all the great thinkers, um, and um, eventually apply some of those ideas right away. So that's what I also like about being an entrepreneur. You can read about leadership, management, uh, product, marketing, sales, and you can apply it right away. So um, with developers, that's the same. You can read about front end development, back end, AR. Uh, VR and whatnot, and you can start applying these uh, insights um, immediately. Yes. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Well, uh, the thing is, I don't get too many career advices now when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's probably the, um, the disadvantage of being a little further in the career that people just don't give you um, these uh, career advices unless you start um, actively looking for them. And um, I had a great CEO in uh, the previous company. He was uh, was giving us lots of advice, but now in hindsight, I would say most of them were really, really great and justifiable. So I, I don't really recall any any worst advice. That's fine. Okay. Hey, uh, but if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I would start um, experimenting with uh, different technologies. I would um, learn a few languages, obviously uh, JavaScript, Python. I would uh, um, really quickly get some real work to work on, some real project through Upwork, as I mentioned. And I would start um, getting uh, getting clients' referrals because um, you can also start studying on a university, but uh, that will take forever you can really quickly get some real-world project to work on, get a few testimonials, recommendations, and that will boost your uh, career right away. Plus, I would start uh, publishing on LinkedIn or in a blog about what do I learn, what do I work with, what kind of projects I'm working on, and that would give me additional credibility boost. Exactly, yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I'm now identifying the uh, companies that I want to work with, um, those companies that are uh, mission-driven, uh, companies that work on impactful uh, problems and they want to solve them. So I can plug into their ecosystem and I can start working with them. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Well, these uh, skills evolve over time. If I would focus on the last uh, two years, I would probably say marketing and sales. 
um, or even copywriting. Like these uh, two, three skills are quite um, interlinked into, into some extent because to do a good marketing, you also need some copywriting skills and also to be good in sales, you need to also know a thing or two about marketing. Um, so um, I would say these three skills can also be applied in, in a career because effectively as a developer, as an IT professional, you are selling yourself on the market. So you need to be able to find your unique selling proposition. You need to be, you need to be able to get um, a few recommendations or testimonials, which is what traditionally marketing does. You need to be able to um, rephrase sentences on your a LinkedIn profile or a CV, so it actually stands out, which is um, as a copywriting skill. So these three help me also to when when I'm working with other clients, when I'm working with uh, developers or managers, and we want to reposition them on the market, on the job market. So um, these are yeah. the skills that are not too difficult to you know to get better at at first i mean obviously to become a professional marketer digital marketer that's hard but it's not that difficult to learn a few phrases or these uh, marketing and copywriting approaches that you can apply in your career right away yeah that's a good point about applying it to your your cv or your resume and also to linkedin i think that's uh, a great approach and what do you do to keep your own career energized I'm shifting to work with uh, these um, mission-driven companies, as I mentioned uh, just a while ago, because that gives the work additional uh, additional reason. So um, it's not about just recruitment for clients, but it's about looking at the company and trying to find developers that can help them advance in their mission, because I know they are either trying to, you know, uh, to help certain um, or, or to fight some problem. So I'm sort of helping them to find more developers to uh, get the problem solved. So, uh, so that gives me the additional, um, additional yep. energy in the morning. Good. Okay. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Well, that's really hard uh, these days, especially um, in uh, <laughs> yeah. especially these days when uh, the work is so um, rewarding and when I. I'm so passionate about the business and uh, the growth of the company and all my colleagues are great. So it's really hard to disconnect. Um, on the other hand, I have uh, two kids, a dog and a wonderful wife. So um, I spend time with them whenever I can. Good. And Michael, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? I would say that uh, when um, when a developer, an IT professional, or, or someone is applying for a job, they should still write a little motivation letter or some, um, it doesn't have to be a letter as such, but at least a few sentences why they are excited about a particular opportunity. Because from the recruiter standpoint, we may receive 10, 20, 50 applicants for a job. And um, immediately, you know, when someone writes a few sentences about why are they interested in a particular opportunity, that just stands out because these days people don't write motivational letters. They don't write any cover letters. So um, I'm not suggesting to write lengthy letters. You don't have to go overboard. That's also um, a little weird when someone writes a half page. That's uh, that's a little too much. But if um, you as an applicant can write just 
three sentences about why you are interested in a specific opportunity and why you believe you would be a good fit for it. That will certainly help you as an applicant stand out in the crowd. Yeah, that's that's good. Good advice, definitely. Being able to sort of bring it down to the salient points in a very succinct paragraph or sentence is absolutely key, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Right, Michael, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? I guess uh, LinkedIn would work best um, if um, someone can just um, go to my LinkedIn profile. They can uh, also send a message to me. I have uh, an open profile, so uh, I'm quite responsive on LinkedIn. So uh, they can just go to my LinkedIn profile. They can search my name or if you can find, if you can uh, enter my LinkedIn profile in the show notes, then it would be probably easiest for them to connect with me this way yeah absolutely the links will be there and obviously back to your to your website so is there anything else you wanted to add well we also have um, a few free ebooks that um, it professionals and software developers uh, could download on our website they can just go to the careerupgradetools.com and uh, download some of these uh, free tools as we call them so um, one of them is for example a guide on how to uh, boost the um, LinkedIn profile through a few easy steps. It comes back to the copywriting and marketing and sales hacks, as I mentioned a while ago. So um, our listeners can just go to careerupgradetools.com. Brilliant. Excellent. Michael, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great fun chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks, Phil, for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.